Hey everyone, uh, it's your old pal Evan. Uh, we were planning on recording a new episode this week, but CT has a minor cold and has lost their voice. So instead, this week we are going to be releasing a uh, brand spanking, spanking new best of DAOC over the last 20 episodes or so. Some of our favorite moments, some of the stuff that has made us laugh the most, some of the most hilarious bits that we've done, and our wonderful editor Anne is going to put it together into a hilarious reel of some of the the best moments from the show over the past few months. Uh, we'll be back recording next week uh, with a brand new episode, but until then, enjoy this amazing best of reel of uh, moments, you know. Okay. Roll it. And uh, Charles Cohen's solution? Beans. That's B-E-E-N-Z. <laughs> beans. Beans. We'll just call a bunch beans. of beans for dinner. <laughs> what do I need these rewards points for? I got me beans. <laughs> got me beans. A little, got me, a little English salt is all I need. <laughs> yes, just, <laughs> just salt and cold beans. <laughs> just bean brine. Uh, English cuisine. Yeah. The header of beans.com proudly touted the phrase, quote, It's like money, but better. It's it like money, say- but beans. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's this all this paper then? I got me beans. <laughs> Don't touch my beans. <laughs> Get your filthy paper off me. <laughs> Get away from me, beans. In 1999, Beans' London offices were raided by the police under suspicion of them being an unlicensed bank. Which they kind of were, I guess, right? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> like, under suspicion of them being an unlicensed... Like, the reason for this was that their website link was labeled Bank of Beans <laughs> was now... Like, that was how users checked their balance, yeah. you know? Like, uh, it was later, it was, the link was later renamed to My Beans. <laughs> Gonna go check all my beans. These chicks don't even know the name of my beans. <laughs> <laughs> I call this one Eric. He's a good little bean. <laughs> he ain't say much, but he's got a big personality. <laughs> For a bean. Check. They being small and whatnot. Check out our new podcast, Fake Cockney Accents, where we discuss the world's <laughs> events in fake Cockney accents. I, I love, I love the, I love this character that we've got of like a strange Cockney man that is obsessed with beans. Yeah. It's very dark. He's got some secrets under his floorboards. I'll bet. <laughs> it's mainly more beans. The year is nineteen seventy four. Nolan Bushnell is attending an International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions, or IAAPA, conference, and sees what he believes to be a giant coyote. Quote, And I saw this coyote costume. I went over and gave them my credit card. I had them ship it to the restaurant. I knew my guys could make them talk. I didn't didn't know if they could make anything that looked like a coyote, but now I had my coyote. Quote, The operating name for the project... The code name was Coyote Pizza. So we're off to a great start here. What a weird way to start this story.
but <laughs> well, it's this is how all this shit starts. It's like Nolan Bushnell just sees something, and it just it just flips this switch deep yeah. inside his soul, and he's like, Coyote Pizza now. <laughs> He sees this, like, giant coyote costume and just sees dollar signs in his eyes. Or something. It's like, I don't even know if he saw dollar signs at first. It was just like, I want that coyote costume. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I need to have it. When asked about the choice of mechanical singing animals, he said, quote, The synthesis came along because there was a pizza parlor called Pizza and Pipes. It basically resurrected a Wurlitzer theater organ, and the place was packed when they had an organist that actually played the thing. And I thought, well, there is a demand for some kind of entertainment to go along with the pizza, but I'm not going to have something that needs a player, and I'm not going to do something that requires finding and restoring an antique. And sometime I was doing this, I went to Disneyland and went to the Tiki Room. It was Disney animatronics. I, I said, that's pretty simple. I bet I can get my engineers to knock that out. I went to where they were working and said, quote, How's the coyote coming? And they and they said, What coyote? You sent us a rat co- you sent us a rat costume. Oh no, the origin story. I said, I'll just change the name to Rick Rat's Pizza. Can you imagine if that ended up being the name? Right. That feels like a like that feels like a parody of Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> right. Rick Rat. I'm Rick, Rick Rat. Ra- hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? I'm Ricky Rat. I don't touch the pizza that much. <laughs> you like blow cigarette smoke in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rick Rats. <laughs> <laughs> quote my marketing department had a shit fit what the, i've never heard that term <laughs> have you ever heard the term shit fit before i've heard it like once or twice but that's like a weird like midwest that's like a weird like midwestern dude bro way of describing that yeah <laughs> quote you can't call a restaurant a rat place <laughs> people think rats are dirty it's not going to work Design of the initial costumes was given to Harold Gold Branson, who based his design on the initial costume purchased by Bushnell. This Ur-Charles looked a lot more like a rat, with the thin tail, long snout, and large teeth. However, to make the giant rat look more inviting, he was given a red derby hat, a red shirt, a paisley vest, and a black bow tie. This Mm. version of Chuck even occasionally sported a cigar. (laughs) It's 1975. People, like, didn't know that cigarettes were bad for you yet. Yeah, but, like, still, like, a children's mascot smoking a cigar. We literally made a joke earlier of him, like, blowing cigarette smoke in your face. Can you imagine if just, like, the animatronic has, like, a cigar that it raises to its mouth, like, every now and then? It's like a real cigar. Yeah, it's actually, like, it gets lit, like, it's a fire hazard. (laughs) The parents are unruly. He just puts out the cigarette on their skin. <laughs> yeah. You coming into my house? <laughs> know oh, your uh... place. Know your place, parents. <laughs> know, your... <laughs> know your place. <laughs> you stepped into the house of the rat, baby. If you enjoy having working opposable you thumbs... You play by my rules! <laughs> Welcome to Ricky Rat's house of getting your shit kicked in. <laughs> Fuck you. 
All right, so we're going to play a little game. Um, okay. <laughs> I put this together. It's not very well thought out, but, you know, might as well. Um, okay. So I, I found one, one of the songs in this musical that I thought was one of the worst, probably the worst uh, written uh, of all the songs on the soundtrack. And I'm going to okay. read... I'm going to read it stanza by stanza, and you're going to give me one word to describe how you feel about the quality of that stanza. Okay. All right, you ready? I'm ready. There's no points. There's no way to win. Okay. And I'll probably stop because it's very repetitive. Picture this. Open the iris. Open it up wide. The world changes shape with the color of our eyes. Is that it? That's stanza one. Okay. Let's see. Uh, for a word. Bored. Picture this. You are already where you want to be. Now close your eyes. What does it look like? Confusing. Picture this. The world is spinning on a tiny pin. Nobody knows the danger we're in. Bored. On this sunny day, let your imagination run away. On this sunny day, sunny days, see the future through the haze. Lord. Picture this, I want to believe you and I'm going to try, but I find it hard to see me through your eyes. It's not how eyes work. Picture us, realize this is a dizzy high, and we could fall and fall and fall and fall. <laughs> and puncture a lung and break several <laughs> spinal cords. On this sunny day, let your imagination run away. On this sunny day, sunny days, see the future through the haze. Love, is this love? Sure. Just crimes, peace wars. <laughs> Just crimes. True lies. I can see a noble shame. I can see a living death. I can see a healing pain, a pure decay, a helping hurt, a freeing jail. What? On this sunny day, on this sunny day, on this sunny day, Hate, war, hurt, shame, death, pain. Hate, war, hurt, shame, death, pain. On this sunny day. Hate, war, hurt, shame, death, pain. 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 And thus concludes the song. Banana, battery, staple, horse, correct. <laughs> Banana, battery, staple, horse, correct. Banana, battery, <laughs> staple, horse, correct. Crime, war, pain, a Crime, jail, war, a death, free pain. jail, hurting tears, blood town, my bad, <laughs> bad nail in hand, screaming baby, run around, oh! <laughs> it's, I, I forgot, like even even after writing, I forgot how utterly stupid that song is. <laughs> these trying times, we here at Desperate Acts of Capitalism understand how tough it can be to want a new toothbrush. So we here at Desperate Acts of Capitalism have decided to pee our pants. <laughs> That's right. Our shorts are now entirely sodden with urine. <laughs> and for a short time, you can too. With the promo code DAOC, go to any website for absolutely you get 10% nothing. off of peeing your pants. <laughs> 10% more pee. 
for 10% less dollars. <laughs> Remember, use promo code DESPERATEX for whatever the fuck you said. Stop not peeing your pants anymore. <laughs> So our story centers around then 25-year-old Billy McFarland, who has probably the most punchable face in the history of mankind. <laughs> McFarland, uh, there's a couple documentaries on the Fire Festival. Right, and one right. of them, they actually interview him. He said he had, he had his first business in second grade, uh-huh. and he would charge other kids to fix their crayons. It's just like the same bullshit. It's yeah. just like, yeah, like everyone had some harebrained scheme but like you try to like these guys try to like contextualize it in the narrative of their like big business life it's, well, it's like, always like oh, I started my first business in second grade when I fixed other children's crayons and then when I was 21 my uncle died and left me 15 million dollars <laughs> like that's every one of these dickhead stories it's like no your family had money yeah exactly you, you weren't a born entrepreneur your family had money right. and also like none of his businesses made money when he was in like when he was in second grade so, was like, yeah. so his fucking his crayon repair business yeah. was shitty yeah already yeah right the investors all pulled out yeah. <laughs> i'm um, sorry you're being voted off the board <laughs> but i don't have enough crayons <laughs> i, I started this crayon repair company with my own two tiny hands <laughs> So McFarland, <laughs> the board is also second graders. Yeah, yeah it's a bunch of. It's like uh, in Gravity Falls when they had the the Congress or the Supreme Court of Babies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I've invented a game called Goop or Goof. <laughs> Here's the rules. I'm going to tell you a pair of products. One is a Goop product and the other is one that I've made up. Your job, Evan, is to guess which one is real. So. Feels like a Billy on the street. Mm-hmm. So, which is the goop product, Evan? Is it <clears throat> Dr. Singa's bath mustard for $13, or the pink me labial essence for $13? Gonna go with the labial essence? Mm. It's Dr. Singa's bath mustard. Bath mustard? Yes, Dr. Singa's bath mustard. <laughs> so imagine some like squirting like Heinz mustard into their bath. It's like, that's not far off. It's like mustard oil or something. I... <laughs> Sorry, spit everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, it isn't affecting you with the coronavirus. With the Foley. Oh no. All right, goof or goop, is it? The plush sex raccoon for $90. <laughs> you can get through this, Evan. Or the pillow sex pillow for $90. I'm gonna go with the raccoon is the real one. Nope, it's the pillow sex pillow. <laughs> Damn it! What is the pillow sex pillow? It's it's like a weird ob it's like a trapezoid pillow. I it's like it looks like a large sort of sturdy beanbag I legitimately do not know where the sex bit comes in like I don't know how you're supposed to use it for sex use it for sex you know how (laughs) Uh, we don't you're gonna have to explain it to us I think you know what to do with it wink 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 it's like I really don't it's the pillow brand sex pair what do you mean sex pair Do you mean like a pair of something or like the fruit? It's a sex pair. That's not helpful. (laughs) All right. Goof or goop? 
Is it Geist, a certified effective spectral hand vacuum for ghosts for $450, or a bottle of psychic vampire repellent for $27? When they say the ghost one is the real one? Nope, it's the psychic <laughs> it's the psychic vampire repellent for $27. Vampire repellent? Psychic vampire repellent. They're different. Damn, I need that. <laughs> All these goddamn psychic Draculas. All these goddamn psychic Draculas. <sighs> Alright. Let's see. Alright, Evan. Goof or goop? Is it? I'm the... not doing well so far. <laughs> You've gotten literally every single yeah, one wrong. I'm at zero points. Is it the Crave Vesper Vibrator Necklace for $160, gold-plated, or the Crave Vesper Vibrator Thigh Holster for $160, gold-plated? The necklace is the real one. Yes, you got it. Yes, okay. I'm still in this. All right. Goop or goof, is it the 18K gold dumbbells for $135,000 or an 18 karat toilet seat that comes in rose gold and black gold for $120,000, $145,000, or $165,000 respectively. Toilet seat is a real one. Nope, it's the gold dumbbells. (laughs) Gold dumbbells? Gold dumbbells. Why would you need that? For $135,000. You can get a gym membership for $15 a month. I could get a house for that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, all right. Goop or goof? Is it an at-home coffee enema kit for $135 or Kopi coffee? Coffee beans partially digested by a civet for for $400 a pound. If you'll allow me to ask a question. Mm -hmm. What's a civet? It is a kind of Indonesian animal resembling, it's sort of a cousin of sheep. Similar to a llama. I'm going to go with the coffee enema. Yes, it's the coffee enema. All right, I'm back in this. All right, goof or goop? Is it the Cetus Milano toothpaste squeezer for $250 (laughs) or the Cetus Milano bathroom essentials kit, including a gold-plated toilet brush for $250? Toilet brush? Uh, What was the first one again? The Cetus Milano toothpaste squeezer (laughs) or toothpaste tube squeezer for $250. Or I'd a... say the kit is the real one. Nope, it's the toothpaste tube squeezer. <laughs> Damn, doing You're doing so horribly. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at like uh, 35%. <laughs> I think you've gotten three correct out yeah. of like seven. Yeah. All right, goof or goop. Is it the Debbie Steam Seat Labial Steamer for $77 or the Amphora Nipple Clamps to improve nipple psychic... clamps? The Amphora Nipple Clamps that are touted as... Uh, improving psychic abilities for $77. Can I go with the labial steamer? Yep, it's the labial okay. steamer. Okay. All right. Goof or goop? Is it er, a health drink containing local soil, $40 for a six pack, or a c- camel milk home delivery subscription service for $100 a month? The dirt one is real. Nope, it's the camel, it's the camel milk subscription service. Isn't camel milk like an instant laxative? Yes, it's an incredibly powerful laxative. <laughs> goof or goop? Is it Mami, a service that makes custom jewelry from your breast milk, prices vary, or a pair of Christian Louboutin shoes for babies for $250? <laughs> Gold-plated crawlers. <laughs> uh, the baby shoes one is real. Yep. Yeah, you got that one. I'm really good at this. 
All right, goof or goop. Is it La Font, a portable bidet with a designer carrying case for $90, or L'Officine Universelle Burly Silken Toothbrush for $45? Toothbrush is real. Yep, got that one. <sighs> yes. All right, goof or goop. Is it the Justin Von Defer Joint Case, a designer case for marijuana cigarettes for $45, or... Six in the morning, an organic 40-ounce craft beer served in paper bags like the hood. <laughs> Both equally as offensive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the marijuana one is real. Yep, that one's real. <laughs> uh, you got it. And actually, the, uh, the, the six in the morning beer is also real, but it's not a goop product. <laughs> goof or goop. Is it virgin jelly for $38? Virgin jelly? Or sex dust for $38? <laughs> Evan has stood up. He is walking uh, uh, around the room. Sex dust. Sex dust. What is sex dust? I don't like. Dust for sex or dust from sex? I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to give you any hints. Uh, the first. What was the first one again? Virgin jelly for thirty-eight dollars. Uh, or sex dust for thirty-eight dollars. Uh, I'd say oh, sex dust is real. Yes, sex dust <laughs> is the real one. I need to find out what that is. I genuinely don't know what it is. I think it's like a protein powder or something. Okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. All right. So I, I'm sure that most... I'm, I wasn't sure if you'd seen the famous picture of the Goop product. That's It's a candle that says this candle may or may not smell like my vagina. I think I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But which of these other candles is also real. Is it a candle that says pistol whip or a candle that says butt stuff? Butt stuff. Nope, it's pistol whip. Dare I ask what pistol whip means? I genuinely don't know. Okay. <laughs> Goof or goop. Is it a pair of golden handcuffs for $425 or a reusable EpiPen with gold inlay for $650? <laughs> Made in conjunction with those horrible pharmaceutical companies that sell you know, insulin for yeah, like a yeah, yeah. thousand dollars. <laughs> like a thousand percent. A dose. Right, right. Or, uh, I say the handcuffs are real. Yep, the handcuffs are real. Right, you're staying in this. Okay. Goof or goop? Is it the Olga gold-plated dildo for three thousand four hundred dollars, or the Zero Cross rose gold Beretta M9 pistol for three hundred and forty thousand dollars? Pistol like a gun? Yeah, for three thousand four hundred dollars. I say the dildo's real. Yeah. <laughs> the other product is also real, but it's not a goop product. Goof or goop, Evan? Is it the gold-plated butane camping stove for five hundred dollars? <laughs> Or is it a firewood tote for $500? Firewood tote. Yep. Nice. All right. Goof or goop? Is it the aromatic nut milk maker for $140 or a kinetic fitness hammer for $75 to $110 depending on the print? Nut milk. Yep, nut milk. Nice. And our final question... <laughs> Let's, let's say that I, this is determines whether I... Because I, okay. I think it's been about 50-50. Okay, okay. Sudden death. All right. So, which of, these, which of these vacations is offered by the Goop Corporation? Goof or Goop? Is it 
a death retreat where trained tour guides medically induce temporary death for $90,000, or a space retreat where Goop shoots you into low into near low Earth orbit, also for $90,000. Okay, there's a lot riding on this. Goop or goof. Okay. Medically inducing death, that's a lot. Shooting you into space, that's also a lot. Neither are that far-fetched for goop. I'm gonna say, I'm All putting right. everything on the line here. Drum roll. Shooting you into space is the real one. Yes! Woo! You did it! Fuck! Oh, I was so worried. <laughs> Uh, if, you, if you didn't get that correctly, we were going to sacrifice you to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I know. So what do I win? Uh, you get to live. So, God. you'd think that the story would stop there, but it does not. In, oh? in March of this year, 2020, screenwriter Jack Waz claimed to know a visual effects artist who had been tapped to work on Cats back in November. That VFX person's job, quote, to remove CGI buttholes that had been inserted a few months before, which means that Art. somewhere out there, there exists a butthole cut of cats. Evan, my psyche is not prepared for the information that, like, I, like, okay, um, uh, I have a, I have a black belt, Okay. One one of the things that they did at my dojo, that like one of the things you have to do to get your black belt, was basically they have you spar, they have you spar with one of your instructors, and then they, after about a minute, they just, they send another instructor in, and then both of like you have to try and fight off both of them at the same time, and then they keep, and then every sixty seconds they add another fighter to the point where they they've added eight people, okay, because that's cons. That is what, like, eight people is the maximum amount of people that can effectively try to hurt you at one time, <laughs> right? You got one on each one on each corner and one on every cardinal direction. Yeah. So, I, I still remember to this day the experience of having uh, eight black belt level martial artists just beating the shit out of me. <laughs> Because this is, you're not supposed to win. It's an endurance match, right? This yeah. is they do this towards the end of of the the four day exam. Yeah. Um, specifically to get you to try and quit. <laughs> and I, I remember that like you hit this zen point where all sensation fades. Like I just stopped feeling exhausted, and I focused solely on the biggest guy in front of me. And I just kept throwing cross punches at his head. <laughs> it's just like, all right, threw a punch. Like I hit him in the head. Gonna throw another punch. All right, did it. Gonna throw another one. And it was like... So... That is very similar to the experience of you telling me <laughs> that there is an official thing called the cat's butthole cut. And that there was a, a man whose job it was, and he was probably, he's an industry professional who was probably paid several hundreds of thousands of dollars to go through cats and remove all of the buttholes. Which also means 
that there was a VFX person's job just months previous to go in and add the buttholes. They paid two different VFX artists a lot of money to go in and add and then remove buttholes, resulting in a net zero. A net count of zero buttholes and a net loss of somewhere around $200,000. So after this, after Jack Waz released this this claim on Twitter. Who's the freak that added the buttholes in the first place? Probably Tom Hooper. It's probably Tom Hooper's idea. God forbid. I hope it's not Tom Hooper's idea. I hope he's just a bad filmmaker and not some and not the guy that added the buttholes to cats. Visions. <laughs> Concepts for what would have been the world's first dueling inverted roller coasters. Um, which would have been named Dogfighter, were drawn up, but were ultimately abandoned due to the projected cost of the attraction. So again, just taking like, just taking like a corkscrew roller coaster and calling it Dogfighter and saying like you're just right. like the Red Baron or you're just like a you know like a right. dogfighter in World War One. It's just right weird. It's like uh, every cockpit has an authentic has an authentic jawbone of a Japanese soldier. Yeah. The ride would have had guests flying through the air at, at, in German and American biplane-themed trains and would have featured you, several near You missions. can't make them German! Yeah. You can't make them Nazi planes! What but they the were fuck? going to! They were going to! You it can't was, do that! The ride, the ride was going to be one, you know, one set of tourists would be in the American roller coaster, one would be in the German roller coaster, and they would you, represent you two dueling planes. You cannot do that! You cannot fucking do that! That is so holy shit evil! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, you can't uwuify the fucking Nazis. This, I thought this was supposed to be like an American-themed thing. Exactly. It's just a weird, just you know, like that's so <laughs> fucked up. Oh my god! It just reminds me of the the Charlie Brooker like "Hooray for the Nazis" clip. Right. Right. Like that that horrible like simulation reality show, like recreating battles between. Right, you know, it's like, like who would win, like a Nazi SS officer or a like a Spartan warrior or something. It's yeah, exactly. And they, they were, the two sides were given equal like weight in the way they were presented. So you were like you pick pick a side. You either were cheering for the the allies right. or, or the you know like the Nazis. It's like, right, what? it's like who would win, an SS officer or a Khmer Rouge agent? It's yeah. like neither one of these. It's like stop. I was gonna say. Have you ever really been far as decided to use even want go to more look like? Call 985-655-2500 inside the details for go further and even more decide to use. You can really be far as to decide twice as much to use and go wish for it. When you decide even far as want to use and use go look more like and go after. It's just common sense. Apply today. I know I am. Also coming. Quibi's marketing pushed the platform rather than the shows on it, which is why we don't know about any shows. Imagine fucking that. (laughs) In market research following the incredibly expensive Oscars and Super Bowl ads, 70% of respondents said they thought Quibi was a food delivery service. (laughs) (laughs) Because the ads are like, it's Quibi, it's big, and they don't talk about what Quibi does or what shows are on it or who these celebrities are. <laughs> so you're you're selling food? Is that what we're here? <laughs>
<laughs> Get pranked. <laughs> all right, I'm, all right, children. We're gonna order some pizza from Quibi. Do we, do we want pepperoni or? And they get to Quibi and it's like, Anna Kendrick befriends sex doll? What the fuck is this? I just wanted pizza. Holy shit. <laughs> How do you fuck up that yeah. bad? For a Super Bowl ad, which Se- costs like several million dollars. 70%. Yeah. <laughs> Seven out of ten Americans were like, yeah, I think they'd sell food or something. Well, it's... I, not even... Not even I think... Like, because they give you, like, a range of options. They let you write down your answer. Right. Seven out of ten Americans <laughs> were, like, cock-fucking-sure <laughs> that they were, like, dead-sure that this was a food delivery yeah. service. Right. right. <laughs> Quibi. Like, if they go home and you ask them, they're like, hey, what's Quibi? They're like, oh, it's definitely a food yeah, delivery right. service. We are so sure. In December 2008, Neil Santos, a writer for a Philadelphia newspaper, claimed that he had spotted Barack Obama listening to a Zune. Okay. Quote, he walked majestically across the gym floor in his track pants and sweatshirt. All right, bud. (laughs) He hopped on the machine next to me and broke a mean sweat while reading a copy of USA Today and listening to his Zune. This is the most homoerotic Zune article (laughs) I've ever read. So this was after Barack Obama had already been elected. Like, he had just been elected the month before. Oh. So I would not be surprised if this was a weird, like, guerrilla marketing tactic by Microsoft, almost. Or if it was just... It could also just be, like, a weird guy. I... I think this is just a weird coincidence. I think this definitely happened, but I like the fact that he described Obama as breaking a mean sweat. However, the story does not stop there. Oh, boy. The Obama campaign quickly responded to the claim. No! The president-elect uses an iPod. A spokesman... (laughs) A spokesman told the Wall Street Journal... Quickly correcting the record on that. You know, Barack Obama does not use a Zune, nor would he ever be caught dead using a Zune. Man, they they got that they hit that harder than the drone strikes. Yeah. <laughs> just no room for error. <laughs> he had already been elected. They're like just like, no. The president may have committed some war crimes, <laughs> but he does not use a fucking Zune. You think the president is a nerd? Yeah. Fuck off. The writer of the article, uh, Mr. Neil Santos, posted a response, sticking to his guns and doubling down on his claim that Barack Obama was using a Zune. Quote, I vividly remember Obama pulling out an MP3 player with his left hand while exercising on the machine. It had a dark case protecting it, and from what I saw, he was using a Zune. I've seen a Zune in action. I know what it looks like. This guy was watching Obama pretty intently. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Obama campaign did not have further comment. I saw Obama reach into <laughs> reach into his pocket with his toned left hands and brush his majestic thighs as he. <laughs> I just don't know what the intent of this this writer is. What is he trying to do? <laughs> right? Does he really love Zunes and he's trying to just say like, no? Is this a pro Zune article yeah. or is he just sharing a fun thing yeah. that he saw? 
But then arguing with the official Obama administration. <laughs> Sounds like genuinely upset yeah. that the administration corrected him. It's like, how dare you? I know what I saw. It's like, yeah, it has the air of like UFO, like people who right. claim to have seen UFOs. Like, you have don't to. try to silence me. <laughs> Guys, the shadow government is after me. The yeah. Majestic 12 are shutting down my articles. Yeah. I know that I saw Obama using a, using a Zoom. <laughs> Evan, I'm going to fucking strangle you. I'm going to sit in your lap and I'm going to crush the life out of your pathetic throat. Now explain to the audience what you just made me watch. <sighs> Hello and welcome. You are listening to Desperate Acts of Capitalism, the podcast about money, marketing, and how it all goes wrong. Join us on our magical journey through a wonderland of burning money. I'm Evan Swope. And I'm C.T. Kelly. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter at D-A-O-C-Cast, Instagram at Desperate Acts of Capitalism, and Tumblr at DesperateActsOfCapitalism.tumblr.com. And remember, next week's episode is up right this moment on our Patreon. Join us there for bonus content, including an entire second podcast, Business Desserts, where Evan and I talk about current business news and whatever we feel like talking about that week. And thank you so much for listening. We love you. Big things are coming.